This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast. I'm, I'm visiting today with David Pivnik. David's a brilliant partner, lawyer, litigator in the healthcare uh, world at McGuire Woods. Typically handles false claims cases, big ticket litigation, uh, commercial litigation as well for for big healthcare clients, private equity funds, sponsored and companies, and, and more. We're going to talk today. There's a couple things that are in the news recently that are a little bit off our typical topic, but we're going to get David speaking up because he's brilliant and can talk about almost anything. First, as we saw today, WeWork, the famous company built around you know hybrid workspaces, uh, part-time workspaces, he has fallen by 50% today as it looks to file bankruptcy. Second, David and I are both in the Chicago area. Uh, I am a diehard Bears fan. He's a bit of a mix of a Cowboys fan. He didn't grow up in Chicago and a Bears fan. But 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 the question that we really get, the Bears are two and six this year. They look absolutely abysmal. And the question for the day is, once a franchise goes in the wrong direction or a business goes in the wrong direction, what steps can you take to salvage it? Are they salvageable? You see some companies that rebound well. Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, which looked like it was going the wrong direction, is up 155% year to date. Tesla continues to sort of play through all kinds of different challenges and moves forward. But the Chicago Bears seem in horrible shape. They can't seem to get it right. How do you change a franchise? We work went broke, but way overextended. Probably a hyperactive sales guy running the company, Adam Newman, the founder. But how do you turn around a franchise once it goes south? David, any thoughts to share with us today? Yeah, absolutely, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity to discuss a, a more a fun, engaging topic, more, more than just DOJ investigation. Um, I think the first thing, and this applies to business, but also to sports, is is doing a pretty comprehensive uh, and and level-headed assessment of where things stand, what's what's going right, what what's going wrong. So you know, in business, it might be are your your core business lines successful? Where are you spending money and not getting returns? Where are you making money? Uh, how can you steer into the positive and, and correct some of the negative? And, and doing that sort of level assessment is going to be key because you can't make a very intelligent plan on how to drive things forward and get out of the dip uh, unless you know why you're you're getting into it in the first place. So that assessment's important. And I, I think the same logic uh, applies in sports. With, with the Bears, it, it's pretty easy. You have to make a cut from the top down of what do our leaders look like. And so that's the general manager, Ryan Poles. That's the coach, Eberflus. You got to figure out, do we have the right quarterback? Because in football, you know, you can look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes who wins in Kansas City every year, and the only constant offensive weapon he's got is Travis Kelsey, but he makes everybody else look good because he's that good. So you got to figure out if Justin Fields is that guy or not. And then you have to look at the rest of the team around them and figure out how you put a good start, you know, good supporting cast in place to win with the with Justin Fields or with someone else. So doing that assessment, I think, is critical in business and, and equally in sports. And I think you really have to be fair-minded about it. It shouldn't be, well, this is my business. I, I love it. I'm proud of it. And so I'm not going to criticize certain parts. It's got to really be a realistic evaluation so you figure out where there's concerns and can then actively assess and address those concerns. But your point is as well taken that starting with sort of an assessment, comprehensive assessment of where you're at, you know, where are your strengths, where are your weaknesses? And also you mentioned something that also resonates, which is starting with leadership. If you don't have leadership right, 
it's hard to make a business work right or a franchise work right. And I guess the Bears are going to have to reassess from Ryan Poles and also Kevin Warren and Matt Everfuss. Do they have the right leadership in place to move it in the right direction? And certainly that's true in any company. Uh, we are fortunate at McGuire Woods, you know, Dave and I are both partners at McGuire Woods, you, you know, to have really solid leadership at the top in John Harmon and Tracy Walker. And that's not, that's just true. They just have to be very stable leaders through good and challenging and bad times. Just very stable people. We've been fortunate to have good leadership for a long time. It sounds like the Bears, with the organizational ownership, have a hard time picking leaders. And I guess it's very similar. If you're a private equity fund, and you're very good at picking leaders for your portfolio companies, that's likely to be a very, very important strength. If you can't pick leaders for your platform companies or your sponsored companies, then you're likely to not return very well for your investors. And it seems like both this assessment of what are you good at, what are you bad at, and are we picking the right leaders to lead and figure those things out is so critical. Let me ask you this question. I mean, it seems like the Bears have been bad you know, pretty bad now for several years. And you'd like to think on a team, you look at a team and say there should be some strength. Like, like what's that strength? You know, we look at some private equity funds, and they've got a lot of great talent at the top, either doing acquisitions, fundraising, or helping to improve companies. We look at the Bears. The offensive line is horrible. The receiving core is finally okay. The quarterback's a huge question mark. The defensive line's been awful. Are there strengths to build on? You see glimpses of greatness in certain positions, but nothing sustainable. How do you start to evaluate the Bears in whatever watching you've been doing? Yeah, so I mean, the, the short answer is honestly, I don't think there are strengths anywhere. Period. I, I think there is the potential to have strengths in certain areas. I, I still have some remaining belief in Justin Fields. I think you know Jalen Johnson's a great quarterback. I think Cole Komet's a good tight end. But there's not a single area of of the game. I, by the way, DJ Boy's a great receiver, but they don't have much around him. I, there's not a single area of the team where I could say that that position group is a strength. It, it's just too underdeveloped, and there's too much that's missing. Um, and I think that's particularly frustrating when they spent so much money uh, and draft capital on linebackers last offseason in free agency and in the draft for the last couple of years. Uh, so part of you know what I think you have to look at is, again, going back to the assessment, figuring out what the plan is and whether you're talking about a one-year plan, two-year plan, five-year plan, uh, and then figuring out if Ryan Poles is the right guy to lead it. And, and part of the concern that I have with the Bears from a directional standpoint is they seem to want to go in multiple directions at the same time. And that's just impossible for a sports franchise. It's impossible in business. You, you need to pick a direction and, and need to go aggressively in that direction and, and make it work. And Ryan Poles, you know, made a great trade last year. I thought with the top pick, got a ton of assets and did very well, but you contrast that to trading a second round pick, a high second round pick for Chase Claypool last year, which was, you know, abjectly insane the day it was done, let alone with how it's played out afterwards. And to have made that mistake a year ago, and then done the exact same thing, you know, yesterday, making another trade of a high second round pick for Montez Sweat to bolster the defensive line uh, makes zero sense. I mean, Montez Sweat is, is a very talented player, and he could be a key part of the Bears in the future, uh, but he could have been a key part of the Bears after they signed him in free agency. 
they've now given up a high pick to get a guy who is going to be here for several games of a terrible season in 2023, and then they're going to have to overpay to make it worth having traded a second-round pick to get him. And, and that is the kind of asset management judgment that you know makes me question Ryan Poles, who I think has made a lot of good moves and on balance should be given an opportunity to drive this thing forward and get it right. Um, but, you know, they're going to end up with another two top five or top ten picks this coming draft, and it will be the most important draft in the franchise's history. So I think the team needs to decide, do we have the right leadership in place with polls? And then polls has to decide, am I going to try and make this a playoff run in 2024, which I view as unrealistic, or am I going to commit to the rebuild, get management and ownership to buy in, get a coach who can do that? And, and then I think you ought to trade fields, use one of those top picks to get the quarterback he believes in, probably Caleb Williams, maybe Drake May. And then I think you trade the other pick for another hall of picks and you kick the time frame out a little bit, you know, to give yourself a longer runway to succeed before you have to pay Justin Fields 30 million or 40 million a year when you're not even sure he's the guy. No, you know, a fascinating assessment, and I take it there are lots of lessons that translate to business in terms of building teams. I see people bring in a lot of senior management, but not bring in great junior people, and that's always a problem, too. You need this whole mix of talent to make things work, but you got to sort of commit to what is your plan, um, and, 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 and brilliant. David Pivnik, again, brilliant, brilliant lawyer, sports analyst, does it all, valedictorian. Thank you for joining us today on the Becker Private Equity Podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Scott.